is the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. The podcast for financial advisors who want to create a thriving, successful, and scalable practice. Each week, we'll uncover the ways that you can improve your referrals, your team, your marketing, and your business operations, helping you to level up your advising practice, bring in more assets, and create the advising practice that you've dreamed of. You'll be joined by your hosts, Brian Sweet, who has more than half a billion dollars in assets under management, Brittany Anderson, the driving force for advisors looking to hire, improve their operations and company culture, and Dre Redfern, who can help you systematize and automate your practice's marketing to effortlessly attract new clients. So, what do you say? Let's jump into another amazing episode of The Ultimate Advisor Podcast. Hello and welcome back to your Ultimate Advisor Podcast. This is Brittany Anderson and I have got an extra special guest with me today. I have with me the the famous, the amazing Chris Sinog. Chris and I have been fortunate to work together for the last, gosh, Chris, has it been six, seven months, something like that? Too long. That's what, I think <laughs> That's what most people say with me. <laughs> so we have, um, we were fortunate to actually be introduced through Dre. All of you know Dre Redfern, but basically we're going to talk to Chris today. Chris has a really unique story that I'm going to let him share in a moment, but we are going to talk teams. We're talking mindset. We are going to apply some really unique strategies and things that we have not yet talked about on the podcast because Chris just comes with a really cool unique perspective. So you absolutely want to shut off any distractions if you are listening to to this particular episode, because you are not going to want to miss a single thing. So Chris, I would love, I could sit here and talk about you all day, but I would love for you to be able to actually tell a little bit about yourself, tell our audience who you are and kind of what got you to this point. Well, first off, Brittany, thank you for having me on your podcast. Super excited to be here. And uh, so my story is I grew up in Wisconsin and I ended up joining the Navy, uh, not because I was super patriotic or I shouldn't say I wasn't patriotic, but that's not the reason I did it. I ended up doing it because I didn't have a place to stay. So uh, since this is a financial podcast, I would say I was dead broke. Um, <laughs> Love but, the honesty. You know, yeah, I started at zero. So that's why I ended up joining, but I uh, joined and ended up uh, becoming a Navy SEAL. When I was in, I wrote, I was hand selected to write the SEAL sniper training manual. And that kind of got me into being an instructor now and uh, what I'm doing afterwards. But yeah, I ended up um, doing 20 years and I ended up getting out just to be a father. It's being a father is the most important thing in my life. And I realized when I came back from my last deployment that actually wasn't being a father just because my address was the same as my son's address didn't mean that I was there for them. Uh, and I wanted to be there for them. So I ended up retiring and mm -hmm. yeah, starting, starting a business. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, something that we have referenced on this podcast and in our coaching and training is about defining and identifying your values. Really, that's where it starts. And sometimes that causes a huge life shift. I mean, I think of some of the advisors that we've worked with and, and they've come from maybe completely different walks of life and they've gotten to this point because they went through a struggle themselves or they, I mean, you, Chris, you referenced at one point you were, you were dead broke. You had very few options. You 
saw something as, Hey, here's a way to get unbroke <laughs> to get out of a not a place to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I just think that, that that's just what makes you, you stronger, right? You, you just fight through it. You identify your values and you decide what you're going to go after. So Chris, to, to talk a little bit about what you're doing now and essentially why we're having this conversation right now is you have a whole platform that is centered around learning and living like a warrior. And, and I think this is just really interesting because you teach shooting techniques, right? You teach, that's kind of what right. your mojo is, but it's so much more than that. So I'd love to, for you to share a little bit more about really what it means to learn and live like a warrior and how it applies to business in general. Yeah. So when I retired and, you know, I came from teaching the world's most elite warriors, Navy SEALs, I was teaching my brothers how, how to shoot. And I was you know, I guess pretty effective at it and pretty good at it since they picked me to run the course and write the manual. But when I got out and started teaching law enforcement civilians, it, I realized it wasn't working and it wasn't working like at all. And I'm like thinking, man, I, I am a good instructor, you know, not to like pat myself on the back, but at least I'm not a bad instructor. And I'm teaching the exact same techniques that I was teaching Navy SEALs. And why isn't this working? So I started, I studied like every other sport that I could and like found great athletes in golf and tennis and baseball and basketball. And I studied chess grandmasters and I studied classical musicians. And how did they actually get to the level that they got to? And not like how did, you know, a basketball player hold the basketball, you know, or how, how much, angle did he have a bend in his elbow when he shot i studied like how did they train and what were the the training points that got them to where they are so quickly and i discovered these seven things that applied to everybody across the board and i came up with a new way to teach shooting that i call the new rules of marksmanship and really what i learned and, and this came from like i didn't know it at the time but it came by realizing I had to turn people into warriors. And by turning them into warriors, like my Navy SEAL brothers, I could have been teaching them anything. I could have been teaching them needlepoint, and they would have been the world's best needlepointers very quickly. You know, instead I was teaching them to shoot. So I came up this, this process, and I started teaching people how to shoot using my new rules of marksmanship. And I started getting these testimonials back that were, they were all sounded very similar. And they were like, Hey, you know, yeah, I'm a better shooter. I shoot better than I thought possible, but I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better person. I can learn anything faster. I'm more confident. And I realized I'm like, wow, I'm turning people into warriors is what I'm actually doing. And, you know, then I just put out a little information about, you know, hey, this is how the mechanics of shooting a firearm and it becomes very easy. So firearm training for me right now, it's just a tool that a warrior can use. And this has transitioned into me working with professional golfers with TPI, which is Titleist Performance Institute. So they're able to take the, the specific techniques of a better swing and I can teach them and show them how to implement those techniques faster. 
So what you just shared here, there's a couple key things I want to pull out. Number one, when you were talking about studying some of the elite athletes, trainers, you know, musicians, artists, whatever that was, I mean, it really goes back to things we've talked about before on previous episodes about really surrounding yourself with big thinkers. You know, Chris, I know that you are a lover of masterminds as well. I mean, that's something that really pushes you, that drives you. And what's the saying? It's like, if you're the smartest person, in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. So again, as you're thinking about this relative to your business, it's like constantly have an awareness of who you can be around to really level yourself up. And I think you've mastered that. And that's what makes this so intriguing and so interesting overall at how you can literally take what you've just said and you've, you're just training people to be warriors. And really it, it helps them in, in an amazing way to be well-rounded individuals. So a big part of that, and I know you and I have had many discussions about this is just mindset and how mindset is such a huge component to, you know, building a business, to being an amazing parent, to being just a good person, (laughs) to being just a positive contribution to society. So when you think about, about mindset as, as a whole, what is your, let's just say your number one, you know, if somebody were to take it and implement it right now, what would be the biggest impact when it comes to mindset training in your opinion? The number one thing without doubt is to start meditating. If you're not Mm. meditating now, and if you are meditating now, I would say be more consistent with it. If you are afraid of meditation because you think it's some Eastern religion thing or whatever, just realize it's not or call it something else. Mm. Uh, I call it brain performance training for people because, you know, especially in the firearms industry, there's a lot of people that are, you know, think it's an Eastern religion thing, but it's actually, I I wrote an article about the 20 places I found in the Bible where it talks about meditation. So yeah, yeah, there's nothing better. The, The ability for you to, no matter what you do in life, to be able to focus your mind. And that's what meditation is. A lot of people are confused about meditation and they think it's clearing your mind. And in a way it is, you're, you're learning to clear out distractions, but you're learning to do it by focusing on what's most important at, you know, instantly at any place in time. And I started teaching it in firearms training because, say, in a gunfight, whoever can focus the quickest at what's most important at any place in space and time, they're the ones that are going to win that gunfight. No matter, no matter what the situation is. And you're built, you also have to be able to shift your focus. So these are all things that I, that I teach in my training that can apply across the board to anybody. You know, I think that's so interesting because all that was going through my head there is how many entrepreneurs, how many business owners are total squirrel people. It's like, oh yeah, let's talk about, oh, squirrel. <laughs> well, you, you know, that's me. <laughs> so- you're, you're like my zookeeper or you're like... Hey, Chris, come on. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So of course I can't help but think this way because I, I, I love the aspect of teams. I love that dynamic. And we talk about culture all the time uh, between our mastermind, our coaching and this podcast. So Chris, again, I'm sitting here thinking about mastering your mindset about how, you know, really learning to Uh, act and and behave and be like a warrior. So I'd love for you to talk about how our audience members, how our advisors could actually apply some of these principles with their teams, because I know you've had experience with that and have made really big impact. 
Yeah, well, one of the talks that I give is actually on teamwork and the power of teamwork. And I came up with an acronym I called TEAMS, and it's I, I got it from, obviously, the times that I spent in the SEAL teams. But also, I didn't develop it until I was actually a business owner and learning to work with teams and bring people in. And one of the big things that with, with the SEAL teams is everybody is a leader. And nobody is a higher leader than anybody else in the teams. And it's kind of funny because I get asked to give, you know, speeches and people want to go, they'll ask for a speech on leadership. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give a speech on leadership. But if you want me to talk about what I've learned as a Navy SEAL, I'm going to be talking about teamwork. Because if everybody on your team is not a leader, I just don't know how you're going to be effective. You're definitely not going to be as an effect, as effective as SEAL teams because that's the way we operate. So, you know, I talk about teamwork. I talk about, and teams, the acronym that I use, it's taking responsibility. It's encouraging others. Um, so just like motivation, like cheering people on. People don't understand the power of just that. Asking for help. I say all the time it's it's kind of funny when i when i teach people shooting for you know 30 years i'm teaching mostly alpha males and i would uh, i'd do a demonstration and then i'd go hey and anybody have any questions and in 30 years how many questions do you think i got from these alpha males <laughs> none <laughs> uh, yeah that's 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 the answer and but then i'd go down the line people are shooting and they're obviously have no idea what they're doing. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? They're like, uh, I don't know how to do this. Well, how come you didn't ask? <laughs> but in, in the SEALs, we learn, you learn very quickly. If you don't know something, you have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're very humble. If we don't know how to do something, that's the first thing we say, hey, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is you want to master your own skills. So the M is master your own skills. So many people in anywhere in life, and I really notice this a lot with uh, – watching my sons play sports growing up is kids would always point out when somebody made a mistake, you know, like in, in soccer, the goalie misses, misses the, the block or whatever it is. And people get on him. Well, wait a minute. The, you know, he, the guy that shot just made it past 10 people to get to you. So why don't you worry about doing your job and stopping the ball? So, you know, on an effective team, if everybody is just focused on themselves and making themselves better, that's what's going to make the team stronger. And then the S in team stands for self-sacrifice. So if everybody is looking for ways to, to sacrifice themselves for the betterment of the team, obviously the team's going to be better then. So that's the team's acronym that I, you know, I give uh, some talks on. And uh, yeah, it's just very effective. And I would just say for, for business owners out there, if you're looking for to become a better leader, look for ways to make everybody on your team a leader, and that takes teamwork. Mm, that is so, so good. And it's funny because we had not even even talked about this, but on some of our live coaching that we do through the mastermind program is I've done sessions on leadership. And I know you and I have a very similar thought process around this. And, and I believe that if you are a micromanager, if you're somebody that just feels you have to be involved in, in, and not even involved, but in control of every single dynamic of your company, 
it is stinking impossible to scale. It just can't happen. So I, I love what you're saying and 100% agree with, you have to have leaders in every aspect. And people often struggle with the difference between a title and leadership because it doesn't right. matter. I mean, you could be CEO or CEO next to your name. And if you're not an effective leader, that title doesn't mean anything. It means that you are you know, going through the blood, sweat, and tears to create a business. <laughs> that's not super glamorous. So I think that's just, that that's so important. And when you look at you know, what you said is if you want to really become a good leader yourself, start making leaders in other people. And, you know, I think that it's really interesting. And Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, but I think back to times in my life personally, where I've had people say to me, you know, Brittany, I see this in you. And it's something that maybe, you know, I didn't see in myself. Uh, Brian Sweet, you know, he's one of the, the, the founders of the Ultimate Advisor Coaching Platform also, and he owns Sweet Financial. I know he has a story where years and years ago, before he was really in that top one half of 1% at Raymond James, somebody came to him and said, Brian, you have what it takes to be a chairman's council member. And chairman's council, if you don't know, that's the top echelon of advisors, which we've now been in for a lot of years. But it was that one person saying to him, you can do this and I see this in you that actually made him go after it with all the grit that he had. So Chris, when you think about times like that in your life, can you think about a time where somebody looked at you and said, Chris, you have what it takes and it it was a catalyst for your life. So I'd love to know if there's a moment in time you can think of that, that that happened. Well, that is putting me on the spot. Um, So, (laughs) so yeah, that's tough because I, part of my going back to the opening question about my backstory, I dropped out of high school and ended up not finishing high school until after I was in the Navy. And I was, it was just something internal. I don't think it was anybody outside of me, but it was just, I had to come to a place where I wanted, like I decided that I wanted to do things because in high school, I was happy if I got a D because mm-hmm. that meant that I passed. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was, you know, I didn't have the intelligence to do it because I would come in after not studying for a week and take a test and I'd ace the test and usually I'd get in trouble from the uh, teacher because they would think that I must have been cheating. <laughs> but it's just that I didn't, you know, care to spend the time to look at the books or whatever. But once I joined the Navy and somebody started yelling at me and said, do this, and I had decided this is what I want to do, it became very easy. And every school that I ever went to in the Navy, I graduated top of my class. And yeah, it was just crazy. But I have had people in my life. uh, There's a family that I became close to in Florida. And um, like, I kind of didn't have a father figure growing up. And and I found that father figure there and, you know, did a lot of things that I never had as a child growing up with a father. I never played catch, like not a single ball caught between father and son as a child. But, you know, I started getting that feeling that, that people love me and people care about me. And it just kind of grew from there. And I remember is when I first came in the Navy in boot camp, my company commander, I don't know why or what it was, but we just bonded instantly. Like he walked down the line the very first day and he like looked at me and he's like, he's like, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but get in my office right now. So I'm like all scared. 
and I, you know, run in his little office and there's this big window where I can, I can see everybody else and I'm just standing there at attention, looking out at it and they're all getting in trouble. And then he walks in the, the room afterwards and he's like, Hey, how's it going? You know, I'm chief, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was just so weird. And he's like, you're different than these other, these other guys. I don't know what it is. I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, you know, cut that out. You don't need to do that with me. But he was a, he was actually a diver. And wow. that was his specialty. So I ended up going to dive school was the first thing I did. Mm. So I became a dive medic because I didn't even know what a Navy SEAL was. And, you know, it's just influences of, of people like that. And then when I was in dive school, I started, I met some SEALs that were on base there, yeah. that were stationed there. And I became friends with them. So I just got their influence. And that's the first time I had ever heard of a Navy SEAL. And then I started working with them because I graduated top of my class out of dive school. So I got to pick where I wanted to get stationed. So I was like, hey, these SEAL, SEAL guys are pretty cool. So, you know, just influence from them. And that's probably the biggest thing was being in that team environment. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I wasn't a SEAL at the time, but just being with them and just, you know, the, the power of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, here I am spending time with Navy SEALs who... You know, they understand teamwork and I became essentially part of the team. And then eventually it was either go get stationed on a ship or go to SEAL training. So that's how I became a Navy SEAL. Wow. You know, as I'm sitting there and I'm listening to you and, and your story is really powerful because you think about where you've come from to now. I mean, you, you were a Navy SEAL and now you've built a, an incredible business where again, you're, you're helping people on so many different levels And you know, I think there's a common theme or thread there is that you had the grit. Like you knew there was something in you that you're like, okay, life is going to be different for me. I'm not, I'm not going to be a victim to my circumstance. And I'm making that conscious decision to pursue something bigger. And I think for a lot of us as entrepreneurs, especially if, if you're listening to this as an advisor who also has that entrepreneurial spirit to you, you know, you're a little weird, <laughs> right? We all kind of feel like we're out on these lonely islands where we're trying to navigate and figure out where the heck do we fit in? Uh, we have all these, you know, we talked about the squirrels and the shiny objects, and there's just so much opportunity in this life. And even if you didn't come from a circumstance of having you know, somebody like a father or whatever it is to build you up every day, there's something in you that's just caused you to really go after what you want and go after what sets your soul on fire. So I think there's, again, there's so much power in who you surround yourself with. You know, we've, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but are you involved in things like masterminds? Are you putting yourself in a room with other people who are going to make you feel like you're not on a lonely island? You know, are you trying to build relationships and friendships with people? who, again, you can sit and, you know, go be real with, you know, you can be transparent and raw and be like, here's where I need help. You know, you talked about your, your team's acronym and asking for help was one of them. So do you have people in your life as, you know, you're as a, a high performing advisor, as a business owner, do you have people that you can actually vet against? And, and I think that's just so powerful in helping people to unleash their full potential is creating that network. If you don't have it, how can you create it. So Chris, again, something that I think is, is so interesting about, about what you do, who you serve and how you do things is that, I mean, if you go to like, let's just take chrissynog.com, you go there and, and you check it out and it's like, yeah, okay, cool. This guy teaches a lot on, on shooting and, and how to really nail that and master that. 
But again, you said earlier that what's happening is people are coming back to you and saying, hey, this is making me a better father. This is making me a better spouse. This is making me a better friend. So I would be curious to know that, you know, what is it that you're doing exactly to really evoke people, to really, you know, give them, what's the the Joe Polish term, the founder of Genius Network, you know, he says, sell them what they want and then give them what they need. I think you've mastered that. So I'd love for you to talk just a little bit more on that. Yeah, that's, that is exactly it. And the, in the, the hard part is learning to bridge that over. So what people think they need in my, in my situation is they think they need how to pull the trigger of, of a gun, or they think they need to know how to stand. And so I, I know what they need. I know they need to become warriors. They need to become the person that can control themselves. Like, especially with firearms training, I, I it's, it's incumbent upon me to teach people how to be good people before I help them pull a trigger. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell a lot of people when they first come and they're like, yeah, hey, I want to learn how to shoot. I don't own a gun yet. You know, I'm like, Hey, is a gun even right for you? There's, is there anything else? And, you know, I am definitely pro gun, but it just because you're pro gun doesn't mean that everybody should have a gun. And, but if, if people are going to make that choice, you know, which I encourage if they decide that is what they want, then, Hey, I need you to be, to be a better person. So that's what I do in, in making them warriors. But yeah, I have to bring them in, especially on like, you know, my, my site, if I'm going to, you know, try to get them to sign up for my shooting course or my membership that I have to show them, Hey, yes, you are going to learn how to pull the trigger properly or stand. Yes. You're going to get all that stuff, but then I have to go and, and you have to explain why mindset is so important and how, if, if I can teach you to focus your mind better, or I can teach like one of the big things that I teach is how to focus your eyes. So when people shoot, most of the time they'll focus on the target and that's not where you want to focus. You want to focus on what's closest to you. And this applies for, for anything in life. The closer you can focus on, on something closer to you, the easier it's going to become to, to reach things that are further away. Mm. Um, and, and, so, so like in shooting, if you're focusing on your front sight post, which is the closest thing to you, you're, that's the way that you're going to be able to hit the target. Because by focusing on the front sight, you're going to be able to align your rear sights. And if those two aren't aligned, you're not going to hit the target. It's just not going to happen. But so many people in shooting, they focus downrange. They focus at the target. Um, but what's right in front of you is moving around so much that, you're never going to hit it. So that applies with across the board in sports. Um, you know, I, like I taught my son who, who's amazing at soccer and he takes all the place kicks in soccer. And I told him where you need to focus is on the ball and how your foot is going to hit the ball. You know, and then the next place you need to focus is in the air. Where do you picture that ball after you kick it in the air? But most people in soccer, they focus on the goal. And they look at the goal and even especially with kids, they focus not just on the goal, but they'll focus on the goalie. So where do they kick the ball? So many times when you see kids playing soccer, they, how did you kick that right to the goalie? 
but that applies like in business, if you're just looking and going, oh, I want to have a, you know, a $10 million business and I want to have this and that, and that's where you're focusing on, you're never going to get to it. But if you're focusing on what's close, like what can I control right now mm. in my business, the more you focus on that and what's right in front of you, the, like the, the end goal, or as we like to call it targets, right? If you want to be able to hit yeah. your target, downrange, you need to be able to focus more clearly on what's right in front of you. Mm. You know, I, I kept thinking about the analogy as you were sharing that, you know, not being able to see the forest through the trees. And it's interesting because I think ad ad advisors in general, we have, or they have this tendency to maybe bypass some of the low hanging fruit. So like you're talking about, you know, there's this stuff that's right in front of you and it's like, well, you know, I really want to chase after this. And, and I think that that almost drills down into the topic of really finding your niche and deciding like who it is that you're going to go after. And a lot of times that answer is a foot in front of your face instead of some long winded thing where you have to go drill down for ages and ages. <laughs> so, you know, Chris, I know that you, um, very similar to myself, Dre and Brian, you love marketing as well. And that's just such an interest to you. Uh, so when we look at what you just talked about, about focusing on things that are right in front of you, again, I keep thinking about identifying your niche and focusing your marketing efforts. Efforts. So if you could give just a, a general piece of advice to our advisor following of if you're looking at getting clarity on your niche, you're looking at deciding what you're going to focus on and, and how you're going to allocate your marketing funds, because we get that question all of the stinking time. You know, what could you offer as a piece of advice there? I would say don't trust yourself. And mm -hmm. like, like, don't, don't think because you believe this is what people need, that that's what they actually need. I would go out there and ask people. And, you know, I just got done with a, one of my masterminds this weekend. And it, it seemed like every speaker up there, whatever they were talking about, whether it was Facebook advertising or YouTube, you know, no matter what it was, they're like, yes, this is, this is what works for me, you know, and, and yes, I make uh, $10 million a, a month, you know, doing this. Um, <laughs> You know, but you need to test. You need to test all the time. So I'd say don't don't just have people come in to your world and just assume that you know this that what they want or what they need. Ask them mm -hmm. and you know, make sure that you're 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 finding out what they need and, and you've got to like break down your I guess ego in in that because like especially like in shooting. In shooting, there's so many instructors out there that they're like, well, I'm the best shooter in the world. Like literally, you know, the best shooters in the world, which is not me. I'm the best instructor in the world. But they will be out there going, well, I'm the best shooter in the world. So follow what I do. Hold the gun like I hold it, you know, stand like I stand and you'll be able to shoot how I shoot. But that's not the case at all. And that's why in shooting, mm -hmm. so many people are frustrated. They're like, why isn't this working? It's working for him. So I'd say, you know, in financial advisors, just because something is working for you, everybody's situation is different. Like the way I teach shooting is I don't have any pre-plans for anybody. I think that's terrible because we all learn at different rates. We all are starting somewhere different. We all have different goals. So if I have a pre-planned set, like say, I'm going to run a shooting course. So very common, somebody are 
a lot of people do like uh, two days at the range with the greatest instructor in the world who, or greatest shooter in the world, I should say. Um, greatest shooter in the world has this two-day course planned out. Well, as soon as he teaches the first thing, he or she teaches the first thing, they, everybody is now someplace different. So if you've got 10 people there, you're going to be extremely lucky if you can get one of those people to follow your plan. So I, I teach people basically how to teach themselves. Like one of, one of the new rules of marksmanship is actually planning. So not, not how to stand, not how to hold the gun, not how to pull the trigger. Hey, plan out your training and that's going to make everything easier. So yeah, I just think, Go ahead. No, I, I was just, I mean, of course my, my, my wheels are just spinning on this because that was, that's so in, insightful, I think, Chris. And, you know, there's a saying that, that I, I can't stand and I have an alternative to it. So when people say, um, treat others the way that you want to be treated, I don't think that's right. I think that what's right is treat people the way that they want to be treated because the way I want to be treated and the way I want information delivered to me and the way I want to be recognized or praised or whatever is going to be totally different than you or than, you know, the person down the road. So I think, you know, when you look at your, when we're talking on like marketing and, and finding your niche, you know, there's, there's a whole concept, um, Dan Sullivan, creator of strategic coach. We referenced him before, you know, he talks about testing your stuff on check writers. And, and there's just the whole concept out there of not falling in love with your own product service or offering because you can think it's the greatest thing in the world. But if your check writers are like, that's stupid, or I'm never going to use it, or I'm never going to, you know, I, I can't relate to what you're trying to tell me when it comes to, to how you're delivering, like for our financial advisors, for example, if you're putting a message out there of some service, you think that your clients or your, your prospects are going to want, and nobody is biting you may want to go back to the drawing board and decide, am I really doing what they want versus what I perceive to be the best thing out there? And and I think that what you were saying, Chris, too, with, you know, really making sure that you don't just like put it into like this little cookie cutter format when you're trying to train people or have them learn something new. Think about that for your, for your teams as well. You know, think about when you're trying to deliver a new message to your teams and especially, you know, in our, our advisory offices out there, you know, you might be trying to push a project along or trying to get them to implement something. And, you know, I've talked before about mastering your delivery about how important that is. So you really have to make sure you're speaking in their language. So it applies to your marketing it applies to your clients and it applies to your teams as well. Get on their level find out how they're going to operate best and then treat them the way they want to be treated versus the way you do. I love it. Yeah. That was just packed with some really good stuff. So before we wrap up, I have to ask you this one question. If you could offer one piece of advice to a successful wealth advisor, what would it be? And this is wide open for you. All right. I would say first off, give me a call. Give me some great financial advice. The next hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously, I would say don't stop evolving. Like just mm-hmm. because you are there, everything is constantly changing. So just like I was just talking about, don't, don't just because a plan is working now doesn't mean tomorrow it's not going to be working. Uh, so I would say keep asking your clients, like always have surveys available for your clients. 
And this is one of the things, you know, we're working on with, with my business is, is just having, giving people a voice constantly mm-hmm. and then listening to, listening to that and reviewing it and just evolving and not, not sitting back and go and going, well, you know, this is what's been working, you know, and then, cause you're going to end up one day at not working and everything is going to fall apart if you're not staying ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So Chris, what is next for you? Um, how can our listeners get a hold of you? If they want to talk teams, they want to talk leadership, they want to learn how to shoot better. I know that we have some, uh, some of our followers, our audience members, uh, are hunters. So there, there's all these different ways that they could potentially utilize what you have to offer. So please share how they can get a hold of you and kind of what's next on your agenda. Well, first off, the thing I'm most excited about is I am sending my New Rules of Marksmanship training manual, uh, mm-hmm. the Spiral Bound Workbook, uh, to the printers for a, for a first test printing today. So super excited awesome. about that. Yeah, so I've got, I've got a couple best-selling books out there, How to Shoot Like a Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL Shooting. So those are available on Amazon and mm-hmm. you know uh, all other retailers. But yeah, so this, this is actually a workbook and it's specifically about the new rules of marksmanship that I teach. And people could actually buy this book and apply it to any, any area of life. And I was talking about working with golfers. Well, last year I gave a speech to the PGA, to their trainers. And all I did was, it was actually pretty funny with with golf because all the terms were even the same as far wow. as shoot, shooting and, you know, aiming and going to the range. Like it, it was like, great. I didn't have to change anything, <laughs> um, but it's, it's very effective. And I think the, the rules in here can be applied across the board uh, to anybody who wants to learn anything. Mm. Um, yeah. So getting a hold of me, the easiest way, I always tell people is to either do a Google for how to shoot like a Navy SEAL or Navy SEAL shooting, because those are easier to spell. But (laughs) if you want to try to get to my website directly, it's chrissynog.com. And that is S-A-J-N-O-G. So if it looks wrong, it's right. Awesome. Well, we will make sure that we put that uh, great spelling in the show notes too. (laughs) Well, you know, Chris, I just have to say thank you for your time today and for sharing your insights. And there's just so much, I think, with with your history, with your background and with what you're doing that absolutely applies to advisors, applies to business owners, to entrepreneurs in general. So thank you for your your great wisdom today. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Brittany. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Ultimate Advisor Podcast. As always, we'll catch you right back here next week. Hey there, Brittany Anderson here. If you are loving what you're hearing on our Ultimate Advisor Podcast, don't keep us a secret. Share us with other advisors that you think would benefit from the messages that you are hearing. The easiest way to do that is to simply send them to ultimateadvisorpodcast.com. And if you want to learn a few other ways that we could potentially serve you as an advisor, go check out ultimateadvisormastermind.com. As always, we are so happy to have you here with us as part of the Ultimate Advisor community, and we look forward to a continued relationship. 